is the podcast everybody's talking about. The First and the Fifteen with Aaron Williamson. Welcome to the First and the Fifteen podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Williamson. And today we have a special guest, Gabriel Mariba. This man was uh, he's very productive, man. Um, I get a lot of advice from him because he's been there and done that, man. How you feeling, Gabe? Hey, I'm feeling good. I'm blessed. How about yourself, brother? Man, I'm pretty good, man. So this episode right here, I've been waiting to get to this one. This is the uh, intro to contracting, overseas contracting, man. So can you tell the people, you know, what did you do before you um, got into overseas contracting? So before I came and started doing overseas contracting, I actually did uh, armed security for ATF. Mm-hmm. I did that for, for a little while. And then once I learned about the opportunity to come over and start contracting, I had to hop on it. Right. And then how did you find out about it? Was it like you had a homie that was doing it and it was like, oh, man, like, hey, this is what's going down overseas. Like, how'd you get into it? Funny enough, my uh, my ex-girlfriend was in the military. And when she got out, uh, she started hopping on Indeed, looking for jobs. Uh, she got a job back home. It was good, but she was looking to make a little bit more money. And she came across uh, an ad to work for for khaki so she uh she got that job came overseas and she told me that they had security over here in uh kuwait and when she told me that it just made sense for us to stay together so i uh i hopped on that opportunity and came on out and started contracting yeah most definitely man um how long you been over here so i just started my third year november 1st yeah time goes by quick huh Man, it, it's it's flying by. It's it's a great opportunity, but you know, uh, it's definitely, definitely, definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. So, can you talk about how productive you have been since you've been here? It seems like uh, time moves fast because you know we work in twelve hours, so it's like twelve hours a day, and then of course you know it takes us you know an hour and some change to get home. But at the same time, I mean, time really moves slow when it when it comes to uh, productivity. Like, can you talk about some of the stuff you've been able to accomplish in it? Three years you've been over here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, time really does move by pretty fast. You don't notice it. The first year came and went. And now it seems like every week it just it's flying by even quicker, I guess, because of the pandemic and everything. But uh, during my time here so far, in my first year, I was able to to graduate uh, from college. I got my, uh, my bachelor's in uh, criminology with the cognitive and business. Uh, so I was able to, I transferred about like 33 credit hours from community college and I was able to knock out the rest in like less than a year just cause I was, you know, doubling up, tripling up on classes and everything every, uh, every semester. And I was able to knock it out pretty quick. Um, most recently I was able to purchase my first home. I'm a first time home buyer now. Yeah, congrats um, on that, bro. That that mug is nice, man. You showed me the pictures. I was like, yo, that's <laughs> crazy in the in the up north. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, I really appreciate it, man. It was uh it was an amazing opportunity. I didn't think I'd be able to get it done because technically you're not uh able to buy a home while you're overseas, uh, because you have to be there for closing. But uh my loan company that I was linked up with was able to make some things happen for me and I was actually able to buy the home while I was uh deployed over here overseas. So it was an amazing opportunity to become a first time home buyer. So I had some really good team members that helped me out with that. 
to get me through the process. And then you working um, on your master's right now, right? Yeah, currently I'm, I'm I'm back in school. I'm working on my master's. Um, I want to wrap that up hopefully by the end of the year. God willing, I can do that. And those pretty much are my big accomplishments that I wanted to hit while I was out here. So I guess next would just be, you know, getting in better shape and getting my mind and body right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, man. Um, it's because, you know, I, we, we talk all the time, man. Every time I see you, we always chat it up. And the conversation is never like, oh, man, the Jordan, you seen the Jordan's dropping? No, the conversation is mostly like, yeah, man. Like, did you hire a property manager for the for the spot you just bought? Like, you know what I'm saying? What forms do you use? Or, you know, we talk about school. It's always um, being productive. And that's, you know, that's what I appreciate. You know, every time I come to you, you know, you always give me knowledge. And, you know, even when it comes to uh, my classes and, you know, what schools to, to be looking at to help me finish faster, man. So everything you've done, I'm trying to do right now. And, uh, man, I appreciate it, man. Oh, no, nah, man. It's definitely mutual. You know, I respect your hustle and your ambition. You definitely got a lot going on yourself, you know, hustling with school, doing a podcast. I definitely respect where your mind is at. It's it's good and refreshing to be around people who are like minded. You know, it's it's cool to be talking about Jordans and stuff when you're when you're younger. But now that, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're growing yeah. up, you know, this conversation kind of got to mature. So it's good to have people around you like that. Yeah. Can you talk about uh, how was this your first time coming overseas before you started contracting? Like, have, you know what I'm saying? Was this your first time being abroad? This was my first time. Yeah. No experience. Didn't know what I was coming into. Um, no military background. So this was my first time. Yeah. And then just talk about your experience, man. How do you like it um, living overseas? It's crazy because, uh, you know, I really don't have any complaints. I didn't know what I was coming into. But once I got here, I was uh, it was I was shocked to see just how pretty much similar it is to the States. Like, I don't really lack for anything. If I need to go to the mall and get something, I can go to the mall, get whatever I need. I mean, we have a lot of the same food places here that we have in the States. Um, you know, it's, it's really it's really a great opportunity. Um, funny enough, I feel safer here than, you know, I do in the States, you know, honestly. Yeah, uh, here I can leave yeah. my door unlocked and you know go do whatever I need to and come back and rest assured all my stuff is still there, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then you got um I knew you were telling me you just moved into a new apartment. You got the BMW. Can you talk about that, man? Just like talk about like, oh man, you know what I think I want to and you got a good price on it, man. Uh looks real nice, man. You just talk about like um how you found your apartment in the city and then you know, purchasing a vehicle overseas. Like, was it a hard process? Uh, my place actually is, yeah, I'm really uh, pleased with this. It's a brand new building. Uh, I would just hop on a site called OLX, pretty much like the, you know, Kuwait version of, uh, of Craigslist. And I looked at a bunch of different apartments. And once I saw this one, I was like, boom, it's a deal. I like what they were offering. I came, uh, talked to the Harris, which is, you know, basically the, the landlord or the property manager um spoke to them and did up a contract uh signed that and it was taken care of and it's a little bit different here i didn't have to put down a security deposit or anything it was straight up hey sign a contract i'm like uh you know i'm a contractor so if i need to leave you know right away can i do that like yeah no problem so even though i signed a contract 
I'm not really locked in the contract. I can pretty much leave whenever I want to. So that's really one of the major differences here. It's like a lot of places are like that. You still will find some places where, you know, you sign a contract, they want you to stay your whole year. But for the most part here, you can pretty much sign a contract and dip whenever you want to. And yeah. um, so that, that's pretty amazing. And then buying the, uh, <laughs> buying the Beamer, man, that, that was amazing. That's actually the second car that I bought while I was out here. Uh, I previously had a this uh, Dodge Charger. Um, the processes are much more simpler than, you know, dealing with the DMV back stateside. Uh, here, I think the actual registration of the car, I was able to get everything done within like five minutes. Um, so it was very simple. I met up with the dude. Uh, I checked out the car and I liked it. I told him I wanted to go and get it inspected uh, by a mechanic. So we took it for inspection. And, you know, they told me, hey, you know, check this out, check this out. Um, and I was like, OK, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. It was a pretty solid car, uh, decent mileage and great price. Like I looked at the comparables to what it would be in the States and I definitely had a great deal on it. Wow. So after that, man, we just took it to uh, to what's it we took it to, I think, uh the Ministry of Interior, or yeah, where you know we took it to get the uh to get it registered. Yeah, yeah, it was a very simple process, man. We got in there, uh, basically just changed over the registration, changed over the uh, insurance, and that was it. It was mine, and it was good to go. Yeah. Uh. So since you've been over here, she's been over here three years. Uh, can you talk about some of the trips you've taken? Have you taken any good trips? I mean, before the pandemic, of course. You know what? I've been grinding so hard. I really haven't really taken any good vacations. My first year, I told myself I just wanted to stay the whole year, grind it out and pay off bills, which I was able to accomplish, um, you know, pay off credit cards and, and all that good stuff. So I didn't take a vacation the first year. Um, I did do like a turn and burn, uh, which is, you know, I just went to like Dubai for for a few hours and came back just to relax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you go to Bahrain? I haven't been to Bahrain yet, man. I really want to check man, that out. Man, Bahrain, the freaks and the geeks, though. <laughs> man, see, I will find out what that's about this coming year. You yeah. know, finally. So I was supposed to go to uh, Thailand, man. I had my vacation approved and everything ready to go. Uh, like three of my coworkers left and went to Thailand before me. So the week that they were supposed to get back, I was supposed to go the following week, had everything planned out, hotel arranged, plane ticket. And then they got there having fun, having a good time. Then they tell us, hey, uh, Thailand is on lockdown. Yeah. I'm like, damn. You know, I, I was really amped up to go ahead and go over there. So uh, basically I had to get a refund from my hotel get a, a you know refund for my um, tickets and that's when the grind really kicked in the overdrive because we were putting in like 16 hour days at that point uh because we were so low on money. yeah can you say that since you've been over here you don't have the i mean because it's I, I can relate more to you um than most of the people over here because most of the people over here have wives and kids but you know um you're single don't have no wife or no kids like that have you found it easier to uh, be away from the States, not having that pressure of like a wife and a kid back home that you know you got to go see? 
Most definitely. It definitely makes it a lot easier. You still have that aspect of being homesick and missing your family. You know, you miss that element, especially around the holidays like we're getting into now. But we don't have that added pressure of, oh, we have to be there to go see the kids, you know. But at the same time, even those that do have kids, I say it's still worth it to maybe come out here for a year if you can and, you know, stack as much money as you can because this is going to be the easiest way to do it. It's tax-free money. So if you can sacrifice and be away from the family for a little bit or, you know, come and then take a vacation or two to still go see them every now and then, I think it'll be very rewarding and beneficial for people to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I honestly tell myself, like, I even seen Meek Mill say it like on Twitter or something like that. He said, all it takes is one good year to change your life. You know what I'm saying? So just one. Yeah, man. One. Yeah. Once you get the ball rolling and what's crazy to me is it's like when you get to that first 10,000, you got saved up. It's like, oh, man, I got 10. And then you get to that first, that first 20 is hard to get because it's like, oh, man, you know, you get 20 and then 20 turn to 30, then 30 turn to 40. And then by then you're looking up and it's like, man, you know, you, you can breathe once you got six months or a year's worth of savings. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's the thing. If you can make that sacrifice, you can go back in a way in a way better position. I'm talking cars paid off, credit cards paid off to where you're not living paycheck to paycheck anymore. Right. And isn't that what we all want? That financial stability, you know, at the end of the day. But you also got to have that discipline to know, hey, now that I'm making more money, like Biggie said, more money, more problems. All right. But a lot of that is added problems that we put on ourselves because our tastes grow. Now we got to get a nicer car. Now we got to get, you know, this and that, you know, start stunting. But if you live within your means, you can make that money go a long way. Yeah, man. That um, lifestyle inflation to get you, man, it's crazy because it's like, you know, you're making a certain amount. And then you live in with that certain amount and then you make more. So it's like, you know what? I'm making a little more. So, you know, uh, you know, I think I want to go buy me. a. I was looking at Porsches, man. Like a couple weeks ago, I had no business looking at a Porsche, but it's like, oh, man, you, you, you get what but I'm the saying? The prices is good, though. Yeah, man. you know, you, you, you sit at yeah. work. We're at work for 12 hours. It's not busy, you know, all of the day. So you got free time. So you're online looking like, oh, man, I can get this. I can get this. And it's hard to contain yourself. Or for me, it's hard to contain myself as 25 year old man that really didn't come from having much and it's like oh man i can you know my credit good i can go get this porsche you know now whether or not i can keep the uh maintenance on the porsche is a different thing but just get you know what i'm saying yeah yeah for sure man for sure and you know what labor is crazy cheap out here is what i learned and you know what i'm not even talking about here. i'm talking about just in the states though you know what i'm saying Oh, See, I was something. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I was talking about the states. Not yeah. over here, you know. You can get you a nice foreign, which ain't really foreign because we in a foreign country. Just, you know what I'm saying? So it'll be nothing to <laughs> go get you a nice little BMW out here to drive. You know, to get you from point A to point B. But I was talking about the states. You know how it is. You know, like you start making more. So now you want the bigger house. You know what I'm saying? Now you want yeah. you know, stuff you don't really yeah. need right now. And you don't, man. You really, when you, at the end of the day, you don't really need it. Everybody wants to, you know, keep up with the Joneses. But at the end of the day, that does nothing for you. You you know, you can't really try to flex on the next person. You got to have your house in order and just worry about yourself. You know, like you said, man, credit score went up. You know, congratulations, bro. Like, that's that's a major blessing right there. And Uh, Question. Yeah, same, same yeah. thing. How many, me, how many more yeah. years you going to do, man? Like, when when are you going to say, like, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going back to America. See, that's a hard question. I kind of just take it, you know, a year at a time. 
because um, I always say, you know, this is my last year. You know, I got you no know, nieces and nephews that I need to go see, you know. But uh, at the same time, I'm in a better position to do more for them out here than I am, you know, when I'm there sometimes because there you're working a lot harder, you know, for the money. Yeah, we work 12 hours here, but we're, it's tax-free money and it's easy work. In the States, you know, you got to deal with that hustle and bustle and you get taxed on that money right. as well. Right. Yeah, man, that's the thing. Like, you know, at least a couple of times a week, I'm looking at jobs back in America. I'm like, oh, man, for the pay they want to give us mm-hmm. for the qualifications you have to have to even get the job, dude. This is ridiculous. Like, it kind of makes you not even want to go home because it's like, man, why would I leave and go home? And it's like, I'm not about to be making nearly as much as I'm making. And the qualifications they want for this job is is definitely not in line. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I feel like coming over here and working is um really messes you up and it can mess you up because you have this, this is my, this actually, this is my second real job. So I was in the army before this and then I came straight out here. So it's like, I, I leave the army and then I come to making this pay. And then it's like, dude, now I have this like unrealistic expectation of how much I think I should be getting paid back in America. You know what I'm saying? Hey, see, don't, don't right, even right, that right. though, man. It, it, it's not an unrealistic expectation. You can definitely make this back in the States, but you know, it does come with, they want this amount of experience and this amount of education, you know what I mean? So that's that's the whole thing why I even went back in school because I wanted to be prepared for when I do go back so I don't get, you know, turned down saying I'm unqualified right. because of the educational aspect, right. you know what I mean? So it just, you know, it's it's definitely, uh, you got to put in that, that elbow grease, you know, do your due diligence and then go back and, and grind out. But if you have a good foundation when you leave here, it's not a problem. Right, right. And I see how you set yourself up real good. I mean, you closed on the you closed on a new property and then you got in there, you became a new landlord, you got it, you know, rented out and you're doing your thing. And so it's just like, you know what, somebody's paying down my mortgage until I get back. And that's 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 really major. Exactly. I was uh I was fortunate enough, man, my house rented out in like less than a week. I uh, I hit up the property management company. Uh, I sent him pictures. I had some of my homies uh, take pictures for me and, you know, some professional photos, sent it to him, posted it. And like less than a week later, you know, I had I had a tenant in place. So I was very blessed to, and fortunate to be able to have that. And now, like you said, somebody's paying down my mortgage and I want to continue that for a few years before I finally take it back over. You know, that way that's you know, residual income that I can keep in my right, right. So for those that have made it this far, man, uh, Gabe, you know, if you, if the listeners, uh, or have, if they made it this far, would you recommend that, you know, they come over here, you know, regardless of whether you have a family or not, would you recommend coming over here for a year or not even, you know what, not even stand a year or six months? Absolutely. I've told a lot of my homies that, Hey, just come out and do, do at least six months, do at least a year. You can do a year. I mean, you've done a year in a job that you hate. Why not do a job, you know, overseas that's going to be beneficial to your life? You can stack up a lot of money in a short amount of time and pay pay off a lot of debt, you know. And that's that's the big thing. Once you pay off that debt, you can breathe easy. You can go back and get a job at McDonald's or, you know, you know Walmart or wherever, you know, uh, and be comfortable. Right, because you don't have to work. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that debt over your head anymore because you, you know you right, right. And you know that's just, that's 
now I feel like, you know, I got my little savings saved up and my little investments and stuff like that. And man, you know, I finally, I feel like I can breathe now. You know, I've been um, actually enjoying myself. Like you don't have that pressure. You know, um, I got my duplex and, you know, one side is pretty much covering all of my, my mortgage. So honestly, like, you know, I could quit tomorrow and go work at McDonald's and still make, you know, my bills because, you know, I paid off my car, you know, you know, that first year, first two years, depending off all your stuff. So it's like after year, after year one or really year two, you ain't got no bills and the bills you got, it's, you know, they're good bills. You know, it's not bad that minimal. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing that you got that duplex too. Like that's a smart investment for you being a young 25 year old. That is a excellent investment, especially that one side pretty much already pays off all of your mortgage. Man, that's just straight. Hey, man, income hey, I'm learning from you because you know, hey, you know, if I got any questions, you know, I'm coming at you. I know you was a, uh, you gave me a copy of your uh, your lease agreement, and I'm like, oh man, this is because my lease agreement was, man, my lease agreement is like five, six pages, like you know, and I'm looking at your lease agreement. I'm like, oh man, I didn't throw this in the lease agreement. I didn't even think about this, like you know what I'm saying. So, uh, man, it's, I definitely do appreciate every you know everything you've uh, all the knowledge you've given me. You know, every time I come to you, it's always like, oh, yeah, this is how you do it. And this is what I do. You know, so I, I appreciate it, man. Nah, most definitely, man. It's great to have a humble dude like yourself, you know, across the, the room that, you know, you, I could chop it up with and, and you know, discuss different uh, different. Yeah, topics man. With. So we're going to wrap this up, man. It's been another episode of the First in the 15 podcast. If you guys have made it this far, man, bless you guys. And uh, uh, stay tuned for the next episode, man. Appreciate it, Gabe. Hey, appreciate you having me, bro. Y'all be blessed.